Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Buying a Home in Austin podcast. Uh, this is the first podcast where I'm actually uh, streaming live on Facebook. So welcome to everybody on Facebook now and in the future. So if you would like a, a video version of this, you can go to my Facebook page and check it out. Otherwise, keep listening on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast to the Buying a Home in Austin podcast. So today, I wanted to talk about home ownership as a part of overall financial health. Now, listen, I am not a financial guru. Um, I am only telling you what I've seen for others, what I've seen for myself, as, a, as far as how real estate can help you be uh, financially healthy overall, and especially in the future. When we talk about financial health, there's two important things, especially when it comes to real estate, that we need to keep in mind, and that is appreciating assets versus depreciating assets. Now, in general, we want to put our money into things that will appreciate, that will grow in their value over time, and as little as as little of our money in depreciating assets as we can logically we will get our money back from appreciating assets and we will not get our money back from depreciating assets so some things to keep in mind now now i want to talk about some things that people spend their money on the most amount of money that people spend on that are depreciating Okay, so things that are going down in value. And just hang with me, I'll, especially the first few are, are kind of kind of funny, kind of silly, but people do spend a lot of money on them. So um, I want to talk about those and then I want to talk about home ownership and kind of tie those together, why those things relate to each other and why they're important. Okay, so uh, I just did some quick Googling around. I didn't do hardcore research, but I looked into like, what are people spending the most money on that are depreciating assets, okay? So one of the things that kept coming back was electronics. I didn't really think about that, but electronics. Do you know that the most expensive MacBook, if you get the most expensive MacBook and trick it out as much as you can on apple.com and then order it, it's over $50,000? That's in, That's crazy. Um, over $50,000. So now that's not most of us. Most of us are not going out spending, uh, you're not buying a, a 50K uh, MacBook. But the base model MacBook right now that you can buy on Apple is $5,999. That's just the base model MacBook desktop, uh, six grand. And I look, I don't think it includes a monitor. It doesn't even include a monitor. That's uh, just crazy to me. Uh, so yeah, so MacBook, that's a desktop, uh, the iPhone, the most expensive iPhone that you can get right now, the iPhone 11 pro is $1,449. The base model iPhone 11 is a thousand dollars or $999. So, um, a, a lot of things there. So look, no one's passing judgment. If you want to go out and buy a, a super nice MacBook, uh, you know, I've got a Mac, I've got a MacBook right here. Um, and uh, I guess they call, I guess they're calling the desktop versions MacBooks now. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, because um, I was talking about desktop versions. Anyway, um, that's all fine. And I know for work, you know, if you're a graphic designer, you probably really need a really powerful computer. You deal with photographs or video editing, stuff like that. Uh, none of this is to cash judgment. If you want a $1,400, a $1,500 iPhone, uh, then, then great. Uh, just keep in mind that that is a depreciating asset. Now, 
let's go to, to the next category. And I, I put it all, I lumped these together into things you can drive. Things you can drive. So boats, RVs, and then most importantly, cars. Uh, boats, RVs, I would say most people who don't already own a house aren't going to go out and buy an RV or a boat, but some do. So just keep in mind, those are very high dollar things that depreciate over time. And you've got to have insurance and, and all the kind of stuff that goes with it for those things. Uh, but but for most people, they're not, before they buy a house, they're probably not going to buy a boat or an RV, but they will buy a car, especially here in Texas and Austin. You're definitely going to buy a car. Now, uh, a lot of people um, are, are uh, they will make payments on their cars, right? They'll finance them. They're not going to go buy, uh, pay cash for a car. Some people do, uh, but many, many don't. I looked it up. The average car payment for a new vehicle is $554. That's for a new vehicle. The average for, average for use is $391. And I, I haven't ever financed a car, but uh, my understanding is that most people actually put something down first. So you're already putting down, you know, $2,500, $4,500, $5,000 and up, and, and then making these payments after that. So um, again, cars are, I would say for most people, cars are the number one most expensive depreciating asset that they buy. So you might be saying, uh, but I need a car, right? And I want one that's reliable, that's not going to break down. Uh, I hear you. Once again, I'm not judging anybody for their car purchases. Um, what I will say is that, uh, again, just kind of reflecting on my own journey here, uh, I've never bought a new car and I've never leased a car. And at times when um, when I was younger, when my wife and I first moved to Austin, we didn't have much money to our name, but we needed cars. There are a few times we bought cars that were $3,000, $4,000, cause we wanted to buy cars that were uh, cash, you know? And so again, I'm not a financial guru or a money guru, but I will tell you that, that this was the better option for us. You can get a reliable car for $4,000, $5,000 in that ballpark. It won't last you, you know, eight years, but it'll last you a couple. And if you want, during that time that you have that car, make car payments to yourself and save that money up. Then after a couple of years, if you want to upgrade in car, sell that car for what you can get from it. Take that chunk of cash that you have and, and buy up in a car if you want to. So uh, all things to keep in mind, um, I right, even to this day, our cars are relatively old. Like this last year, I bought a Honda Highlander Hybrid for the family uh, that's a 2007. That's, that's old. That's 13 years old. Um, but the mileage was good, and I, I really did my research. This car is going to serve us well for a long time. It's not fancy. No one's going to be impressed. But I don't want to put my money into depreciating assets. So be be mindful of that um, as you are, you know, securing your future, uh, your financial future. So, you know, how is this all connected to to real estate? Well, obviously, you know, we you know, you, you want to put your money, like I said, into appreciating assets more than depreciating assets. But the thing I see a lot is actually people buying these depreciating assets is actually keeping them from buying a home. So instead of a down payment, they went out and they got a new car. 
um, or just they have kind of a lifestyle where they're spending money all the time. They're buying the new iPhone 11, you know, as soon as they can, the newest thing, um, you know, instead of going with an older model or refurbished or hanging on to the one they have, uh, they're spending money. It's keeping them from uh, purchasing a home, getting that down payment for the home. So there's a real cause and effect relationship there. And I check a few episodes back because I did an episode on why maybe waiting a year or two to buy a home is not a good idea. And basically, uh, go listen to that. But the idea is that you're chasing the appreciation of the home. So you think, I want to, you know, for sake of numbers, uh, I want to buy a $2,000, $100,000 home. Uh, I want to put down 10% of that. Okay, that's uh, $20,000. And I'm going to wait, I'm going to save up uh, that. That $10,000, sorry, that $20,000 over the next year or two. But the problem is in a year, that $200,000 house has appreciated by 10%. So the house is now worth... Two hundred twenty thousand. Now you got to save up ten percent for that. So you're it, it goes uh, longer than you think it will, and so that's why it's often better. Not always. I don't want anyone to be house poor, but it's often better to buy now than tomorrow. Um, and you may say, "Well, Shane, you're an agent. Of course you think that." But get out a calculator, do the numbers, see how it works out. And so, look, if you can get by with the five thousand dollar car now, not buy a new car. Purchase that house, your payments may or may not be much higher than you're paying in rent anyway, monthly. Um, It will generally serve you better to do it that way. So, um, and and so you may say like, that's a great, but you know, purchasing a, a car or whatever, that doesn't compare to a down payment for a house, but it actually does. Uh, look, you can get uh, an FHA loan for almost, for, for, almost any property out there. There's some, you know, some condos, things like that, that can't get FHA financing, but most houses, uh, you can get FHA financing, which means you can put 3.5% down. There are even some, uh, conventional loans where you can just put down 3% down. So look, if you were in Austin and you bought a $250,000 house, yes, there are $250,000 houses. I'm talking about like a three bedroom, one, one and a half, two baths, um, you could spend 200, you could get that for $250,000 in Austin right now. Now, again, that's, that's not everywhere. They're, um, they're not all over the place, but they can be found. There seem to be good homes. I did some searching today. Uh, you can, you can do that, right? You're not going to be living downtown, right? You're going to be, um, you know, uh, off the beaten path a little bit. You're, you would be paying for that. So, $250,000, 3.5% of $250,000, which could be your down payment, is $9,625. So less than $10,000, you could be in a house. There Now you say, well, there's closing costs and there's fees. Yes, there are ways to to roll that in so that the the, uh, seller is paying for those. That is doable. I do it with my clients all the time. So um, yeah, there are a few expenses here and there. You need an exp- inspection, three to four hundred dollars. But what I'm getting at is, if you get ten thousand dollars, you could probably buy a house. Um, you know, assuming that you've got a decent credit score and all other things equal your income is what it should be. If you get ten thousand dollars, you can buy a house in Austin. Um, so 
part of that is relevant because you could save up for that in about a year and a half of car payments, if that makes sense. I said the average car payment for a new vehicle is $554. That would take you a little over 17 months uh, collecting that money, paying that money to yourself to save up uh, that $9,625 that would be the down payment. So you see how all of this is related, what I'm getting at here. Sometimes our purchases of the depreciating assets are actually keeping us from purchasing the appreciating assets. And so it'll be much better if we do it the other way around. You can always, I'm not saying this is a great idea, um, but after you uh, pay on your house for a few years and the appreciation happens and you're paying it down, uh, you can take out money, the appreciation of your home from you. You can get a cash out refinance. So if you wanted to, if it was absolutely, you know, the thing you wanted most, you could take out money and buy that car with the appreciation from your house. So I, again, I'm not saying that's a great idea to do, but it's a possibility once you're in the market, once you own something that's appreciating. So another thing to think about is, let's say you buy that $250,000 house. It, let's say it appreciates at 6% per year. That's um, probably a little low for Austin, but 6% per year for 30 years, which is generally the life of a loan. Uh, you you finance it for 30 years, over 30 years. And at the end of that 30 years, if you're making those payments regularly, then you would own the home outright. You wouldn't have to pay the mortgage anymore. At the end of those 30 years, uh, that home would be worth $1,435,872.79. Almost $1.5 million. Well, a little over $1.4 million for this home. So let's say you did the same thing, but you were renting. Let's say you're renting a three bed in the absolute uh, lowest, most least expensive three bedroom uh, apartment I could find to rent in Austin was $1,100. Okay. So let's take that and let's say we did the same thing, $1,100 per month for 30 years. Now, listen, that's assuming that rent doesn't go up for 30 years. That's not going to happen. That's crazy. But let's just see what that gets us to. Over 30 years, you'll have spent $396,000 and you don't own anything. It's just gone. It's just money that went out the window. You own nothing. You're starting at square z at, at, at zero. Um, so you look, look, you can see that, um, that the numbers show us that owning a home really uh, helps us save for the future. Um, and also I wanted to say in that, in those numbers that buying the $250,000 home, appreciating 6% for 30 years. You might say, but I'm not going to live in the house for 30 years. Yeah, I know no one does. No one lives in a house for 30 years, basically. Um, at the end of five years, six years, 10 years, you're going to want to move, but you've are, you're still accumulating the appreciation throughout those years. And so probably what you're going to do is if you're going to move up in house, you're going to take all that appreciation that you got uh, you're going to sell the house. You're going to pay off the loan that you got. All that appreciation is yours. So you're going to have a huge chunk of change for the next down payment to put down more to size up in house. And you wouldn't have that if you were just paying rent all that time. So, okay. That, I just want to show that to people to uh, kind of talk about how home ownership fits into, again, your overall financial health. Uh, look, if you have questions for me, hit me up at Shane at Central Metro 
uh, centralmetro.com. That's Shane at centralmetro.com. You can hit me up on Facebook. I'll be there. Um, yeah, if you have questions, I'd love to know your experience with that. If you've already done this, or, uh, if you have questions about your situation and, and, you know, what it would look like for you to get into a new home, I'd love to help you out with that. Okay. Thanks for joining me.